You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Today on AGW, we are joined by Ashley Dawson, a Connecticut-based public accounting manager. Ashley grew up as a doll-loving arts and crafter with the dreams of becoming a veterinarian. And while she didn't have an American Girl doll growing up, she has a pretty special story of how she acquired a Samantha later on in her life in a shining example that teaches us all about the meaning of true love. Excited to hear more? We are too. Ashley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you guys today about AG and life and how it all relates back to us as kids. So thank you for having me. We're so excited to chat with you as well. And especially because as Lindsay has pre-informed me, you have a very unique connection to AG. Yes. So unlike I would say 99.9% of your, your guests, I did not have a doll growing up. Mine starts off with a sad, sad story. <laughs> oh, but you have one now. <laughs> yes. But yes. Right. At like 20, how old was I? Uh, like 24, 23 years old. I had one come into my life. So yeah, things, uh, well, things turned around. And just to get this out of the way, Ashley and I have known each other and have been friends since we were 12. So right at the start of junior high and Ash and I have been through it all together. We've had our emo phase. We've had crazy nights in New York city running around and yeah, it's really amazing to think about our friendship and where it's taken us. And now here we are today talking on an American Girl podcast together. But something I always thought was really fun was that Ashley moved to our hometown, Orange, Connecticut in seventh grade. But prior to that, you lived in Hamden and were friends with my cousin. Yes, I know. Very small world. And your cousin's house was, I think, my first American Girl experience. But I remember specifically Kirsten and Felicity. And I like always loved playing with dolls and was like so excited that they had these special dolls at their house. And, you know, like going to a friend's house, there's always like toys that they had that you didn't have that you were like extra excited where their American Girl dolls definitely were that for me. So like definitely like highlight of things I mean, that was also during like the troll era, like early 90s. So oh my God, yes. between playing troll dolls and American Girl dolls and like learning the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> I also need to give a special shout out to my cousin, Sarah, who we need to have on the podcast one day, but she also had the best dress up collection. Oh, like, yes. Yes. Really beautiful dress ups. Is this yeah. the cousin whom their room is pictured in the picture, the famous picture of you holding the American Girl doll, Lindsay. Yeah, great memory. And you no, know, that is our cousin Kate. And that picture was taken in North Carolina at their oh, home at the time. Okay. I was um, going to say, what a full circle connection <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Seriously. Oh my goodness. But yes, my cousin Sarah and Emily are sisters and 
I keep asking them to come on the podcast. So hopefully they do. I think they'll have a lot of special memories to share, but yeah, Ashley and I also were like grateful recipients of my aunt Dana, who would give the best birthday gifts. And yes, like she would make like personalized items. So I think Ash, you and I both have personalized pillowcases with like puff paint. Yeah, I still have mine somewhere down. I did somewhere in like my like extra pillowcase laundry uh, sheet area, but I still have it. I know I need to pull it out. That was like yes. one of my favorite, like most memorable gifts growing up. Like it had. Oh yeah, totally. All like the best colors it was like pink and purple and glittery and it and like those little like roses yes ah and like bubble letters it was just such like a thoughtful gift and I think I also had a jewelry box personalized that sounds amazing yeah I have like I don't know if it was from your aunt or not but I have like a little heart dish that has like Ashley with like flowers on it that's like plastic like um I'm born on Valentine's Day so like heart things are like extra special but it's like light pink and I like forever, like put my school supplies in it. It's small, but I still have that too. But I don't know. I don't know where that came from. It was definitely a gift from like before I moved like early elementary school age. So, but yeah, anything for little girls, like personalized, this is like extra special. So. Right. Okay. Ash, I know what I'm doing for your daughter's birthdays from now until forever. <laughs> They're getting oh my some goodness. personalized items. I'm going to take so. Oh, Facebook. you're always the best gift giver. Oh. Lindsay, you are, you so are a great gift giver. And oh. I will say like, I did not feel growing up, like, I don't know, like whenever I'd go to like kids birthday parties or something where like we'd get a gift for them I'd be like oh like everybody else got way better gifts for them than like we did not because we didn't spend as much money or anything because like I just think like my parents were like always in a rush so they were like not putting like a hundred percent effort into it but my (laughs) my childhood best friend Chrissy her family used to always give the best gifts she's a past guest of this podcast and I'm sure she's listening so Chrissy if you're listening Cheryl gave the best gifts that was her (laughs) oh my god do you remember any of them they were just always like kind of like similar to like what you were saying like super thoughtful or like really interesting like I feel like she gave a lot of cool gifts that were centered around like crafts or I don't know like I just have a memory in my head that I associate like Chrissy with like good gifts growing up (laughs) that's so sweet and that was even harder to do like pre-Amazon like being like a busy mom now like having kids birthday parties like I don't know what I would do with that because I mean there's a few like boutique toy stores around but really not you know it's really to rely on Target or Walmart or you know or Amazon you know there's not a lot of local little gift shops for kids stuff, even like post COVID it's more yeah. of a stretch yeah. to be creative, which is exactly. unfortunate. So definitely would rather support like the local businesses than jump online. Totally. Right. Totally. Well, it's a lot. I, I can see like definitely that getting to be like a big undertaking with kids is like, you know, being responsible for buying the gifts, but Lindsay, I feel like you're already such a good gift giver that 
uh, like you'll just continue that yeah. for the rest of your life. Oh my goodness. But I would <laughs> truly be remiss if I didn't shout out how incredible of a gift giver Ashley is. <laughs> when I think of the best gift giver, I immediately think of Ashley. Like you Aww. have truly gone above and beyond and like every birthday, every occasion. Laura, when I moved to New York, how old were we then? Like 22? Like two- Ashley yeah. Babies. packed a purple, you know, like those big, like storage containers mm-hmm. packed it with like home essentials, paper towels, plastic baggies, cleaning supplies, tons of snacks, and like all these things for like starting out an apartment. And it was like the most thoughtful, beautiful gift. Like I am like still in awe. That is uh-huh. so sweet. Well, you deserve you deserve it. I was so excited. I was oh. buying gifts for people that are special is fun. So, and especially like going back to kids stuff. If anyone gifted American Girl things, which I was not a recipient of, but wish to be, um, <laughs> extra extra special. So, yeah, totally. Yes. Uh, well, that leads to a good segue. Should we talk about American Girl? Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. I don't remember when or how we received catalogs in our home. So I know like in a prior episode, you guys had talked about like same thing. I don't know if your mom had brought up like how these mailing lists came about that they came to homes of people who like had not purchased them prior, you know, because right. there wasn't like the internet sign up, like add me to your mailing list. And I can't imagine my mom putting like a calling card out or something to say like, Ashley, send I- this. I think your house had a bat signal because Ashley is one <laughs> of three girls who <laughs> are like yeah, the probably. prime target. They just have oh, like man. a radar on you. Let's go back yeah. a step further though, actually. What were you like growing up? And maybe even like talk about like your family dynamic as well. So I'm the oldest of three. So I have a sister that's like 22 months younger than me. So we're a grade apart. And then another sister that's four and a half years younger. So two of us were a little bit closer growing up just age wise. And I was definitely a big playing outside kid, but really like dolls and stuffed animals. And I've always got pretty elaborate Barbie setups from my godmother who didn't have children. So I remember like going to her house and there'd be like, a new set, like the Barbie pool, like chairs and, you know, all the stuff that like my parents were buying me. So it was like extra special. So, I mean, this is probably like late eighties. So still no American girl in there, but heavily, heavily Barbie centric and doll centric. But I also really liked crafting and art and drawing and took a lot of like after school classes for like mask making or caricatures. And we also had a ton of animals growing up. So it was heavily related around like our gerbils and dogs and cats and birds. And we have a whole petting zoo, like menagerie growing up. So things were kind of like intermixed between like our pets and dolls and like playing. And um, my mom stayed home when we were little. So like our house growing up before we moved to Orange was like heavily centric with the kids that came over from like bus stops. So if the moms were working, we were kind of like the house that had like the basketball coop and people come over and play and kind of like hang out or got dropped off for early dismissal days. So um, it was a lot of fun, like a really tight knit neighborhood, like trick or treating and all of that stuff was like very special to the neighborhood and, you know, close friends playing, but 
yeah, heavily interested in dolls or, or the setup of the dollhouse and the design of how everything was going to be more so than like the characters. It was more of like the dress and yeah. the accessory, big into accessories. The creative process, if you yes, will. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I noticed that with my daughter now is really big into like the setup. She has more storylines than I think I did, but she's very big into like redecorating rooms and setups and that's I think a fun part of playing with dolls definitely yeah totally I everything about your childhood sounds wonderful even though HU was not a key part of it firsthand for you it sounds like you had a lot of fun stuff going on with your family dynamic and also just like with your neighborhood kids and honestly sounds like a dream yeah, we had a good little crew going. So, um, yeah, it was it was nice. It was nice to be like in a like kind of like two blocks, and everyone kind of knew each other, and there was just like a lot of kids and like interplaying with people's toys and stuff like that. So it was a lot yeah. of fun. Oh, that's so fun. And now jumping back over to the catalog, were you actively like interested and wanting a doll or the accessories? Like, do you remember any of that from growing up? Yeah. So the links you had sent me for the catalogs were like the exact catalogs. I remember circling um, and being like (laughs) totally into this. I just wanted a doll so bad. And I was like big into Samantha. I don't know what drew me to Samantha, but I don't know if it was that bed or her costumes, but she was like the number one standout, even though I would have been happy to be a recipient of any of the dolls. So, but yeah, she was definitely special to me. I don't know what the resistance was. Obviously, like they're expensive and we had three kids and a Barbie's way less expensive for a purchase of a doll for a doll. But my mom doesn't have like big memories and like why, like going forward, like my sister had gotten a, a doll when she was like when older than I was, I guess, at my doll interest age. She's four and a half years younger. But I do remember like the once the website came out. So that had to be like probably a primitive website, like yeah. being able to like search. I remember right. the catalog was just like the images of like all the faces for picking. But I remember yeah. the website. I'm not sure if when my youngest sister Bridget got her doll, if it was like pre-website or just from catalog. I just remember she got to like design it herself and was insanely oh jealous and envious that <laughs> she was able to one, get the doll or a doll that I really wanted, but yeah. was able to like design one to look like her. Yeah. Right? I was going to say, were you like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. I was, we had moved. So I had to be like 12, 13 so she had to be a, like eight or nine. Mm. So she was probably like on the older end of wanting a doll, but like clearly could take care of it. Wasn't going to like, I don't know, hopefully not cut hair and draw on it and like probably respect the doll at that age. Because I think that was right. probably my mom's concern based on our our track record with Barbie hair and <laughs> <laughs> outfits being demolished or, you know, right. edited, I should say, altered. Right. Were you still into dolls like loosely when Bridget received hers? Because I feel like at that age, like 12, 13, like we, I feel like we were on the cusp. Like we didn't play with dolls together ever, but like we were like still dressing up and we had a friend who I will not name on this podcast, but she was very youthful, let's say. I definitely played Barbies with her, but like we never played Barbies. Yeah. 
But like, I think we, I definitely played Barbie with Barbies because of my sister, like Bridget being younger. My mom was kind of like over being like the parenting mom of like playing dolls because she had us to do that stuff. So like when we moved, my mom like didn't want to trick or treat anymore. She like, didn't want to like do a lot of the stuff like poor Bridget. We, we, there's a lot of childhood trauma tied into all of that, that we talk about often um, between my sisters and I, but like even book fairs like my mom like I think was like oh we've had two kids like you're the third like you don't need book fair money like you know what I mean like she was not like hot she was not the coddled like baby girl of the family where like yeah the baby the family usually gets like a bad rap for being like you know the the baby and got everything yeah she's definitely not that scenario (laughs) <laughs> Sounds like she deserved an American Girl doll after all. Yeah, that. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? I definitely think like my parents bought her that doll. Yeah, I know. I should bring that up. So <laughs> <laughs> connecting the dots here. Yeah, yeah. Um, like they made up for it and buying her the doll she wanted. So, but yeah. So right. I was okay. I remember, she got to pick up the doll, and I was really upset. But I was past the age of like going to play with the doll. I think it was just like principle at that point of like needing to be fair between your siblings. Where, like, now I could care less, but, like, you know, back then it was, like, you know, tit for tat on how many presents you got or, yeah. you know, how much clothing pieces you got in your back-to-school wardrobe and oh my all God. that I can't, competitiveness. I'm, I can't even imagine growing up with sisters. Like, that's my dream. Sorry, mom. Sorry <laughs> to my brothers. But, like, you know, when you think about it, it's like, I would have been counting every single Christmas present they got. Like I would, yeah. yes, Whew. it would, right. it would be my dream and my nightmare because <laughs> like, it was also something I always like fantasized about having sisters, but then thinking about like comparing myself to them and like always like keeping score. And like you said, going like tip for tat on that type of stuff is like, I absolutely would have been doing that. <laughs> yeah. And we're all like really good now. Like we're in really, really good terms now. Like my youngest sister just yeah. got married and like, it was really nice to spend extra time. Like we're all coming to Brooklyn next week. So, so it's nice that we'll have like a little sister hangout and stuff like that. But like back then, none of that really existed. Cause it was definitely more competitive sibling growing up stuff yeah um, definitely. but yeah so no if I played with the doll more so like I was in awe of like the American girl doll she got where yeah. I was probably if I had to be maybe 14 13 14 when she received it but I was just more of like wow like you got like it was like this coveted toy item that like I'd always want to like have one in our home was like a big deal to me so yeah the fourth sister if you will yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she also was really big into like porcelain dolls then and mm-hmm. I think my grandmother spoiled it because my grandparents are really into like, like my whole family's very into like thrifting and flea markets and tag sales and all. So my grandparents got like a haul of these really creepy porcelain dolls and were like, oh, Bridget's <laughs> the youngest. Like she's really into dolls. We're going to gift her all these old creepy porcelain dolls. Oh, no. And she like was freaked out by it. And I feel like in that time, um, the American Girl doll also went away because she became oh, no. part of like the dolls that scared my sister. So I don't, I have to ask her, I'm not sure like how long the doll even was like out in play for before like it terrorized her with the other ones and all like went away. I don't even know where the doll is today. Like it 
was gifted at the house my parents still live at. So I would assume it's still there or in a box or maybe my sister has it. Yeah. Um, I did not find that out in time for this podcast. So maybe I can find out. We'll get an update. Um, yeah. Yeah. For her post post recording. Actually, I'll text oh. her now and ask. Yeah. We'll see if we can get an of the minute update on this. It's interesting what you said about, you know, lumping those dolls all together and being scared because I feel like dolls could very easily sway in that direction, especially depending on what they look like. And I could see like just thinking all dolls are kind of scary or potentially possessed. We actually just got a comment on our Instagram recently from a gal and she also emailed us that (laughs) there is a little haunting doll situation. And she said that she had the Lindsay American girl of the year doll that was definitely haunted. And she claims that the doll turned green and what? Kept reappearing in her house. So we might have to do some follow-up on the podcast with, but that needs to be like a Netflix special or something. Right. Here's my question about like, uh, so I guess like my question about like an American girl doll being haunted is if you were the first, like a haunted doll kind of implies that like, you're not the first owner of the doll. You've come by the doll like under specific circumstances and the doll is haunted by like whatever past like craziness happened. But like, if you were the first owner of said Lindsay, how does it end up haunted? That's a really good question. Maybe there was a spirit in the American girl factory that someone brought with them and attached itself to the doll. Very valid. I personally was never creeped out by my American Girl dolls. I always felt like they were like the, some of the only non-creepy dolls that existed. Yeah, that's true. I would a hundred percent be afraid of my twin dolls. (laughs) I feel like my twin is like the nemesis of this podcast. (laughs) That's very funny. Or like porcelain dolls. Like we were just talking about like, yeah those kind of freak me out because they also painted face yeah yeah and they like are dressed in victorian garb and they're like very pale like that that does oh my god totally like they're very beautiful and i could appreciate them from afar but i don't want one in my house at night I have that doll that I was gifted when I was pregnant by second daughter from a coworker <laughs> who collected and restored dolls. And it plays like, I forget what song, but it's like music box music. Maybe oh. it's Thank Heaven for Little Girls. Like, I think a song like that, but it's, I forget what the doll's called, but it's got like a really round, cherubby face, big cheeks and all. And it's got like a little tufted hat and it's kind of small, but it scares me. And like the music will turn on occasionally, like, because it's that wound music box in there I don't know what to do with that because I'm like it's almost (laughs) like if we have secret Santa at work I'm gonna like put that doll up for highest better or something imagine wait does this person still work with you and can we leave the story in yeah sure like yeah (laughs) she does not yeah I mean it was a very thoughtful gift like she gave another old baby doll to Avery when she was like obsessed with it like because she was three when Cameron was born so she did not restore AG dolls these were like older she did have like a lot of she was like into every doll but more into like her era dolls like yeah understandable or older ones too and mm-hmm. there's definitely an art form to like restoring dolls and bringing them back yeah. you know um 100%. to like original so 
high respect for that and like love the craft idea, but it, she's cute, but like has like that, like little creep factor. So yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I found a picture of the doll music box doll. So <laughs> oh, that's a little scary. That's like so, this is terrifying. <laughs> Lids, maybe I'll send her in the mail to you. <laughs> Please do not. <laughs> the other baby doll was like, you know, a cuter baby Aww. doll. Oh, like, yeah, that's cute. larger size, but yeah. this is like a vintage baby doll, like 1950s, 1960s, like again, harder plastic, but like real ha- like real hair and stuff like that. When Lindsay and I had our like moms on the podcast, we talked with them about what dolls they had growing up. The dolls, like when we did research on them and looked at what they looked like, I was like, this is so scary. I just feel like we've gotten so much better (laughs) at making them look less creepy, but like we were not really like the bar was on the floor basically back then. (laughs) Like they looked very creepy, but it's interesting because. American Girl Dolls and Bitty Baby hasn't changed in 35 years. They look right. exactly the same. Yeah. Like, and they're like cute, like, yeah, have that less, I don't know, possessed looking face. Like whatever they did right. to design them, they have like an innocence to them, but like you're drawn to them. Where like, I think some other dolls are cute, but like, I, I don't know, less likable. Mm. Yeah. They have like very rounded features. You know, they're not like super angular like, I feel like seeing, a, and maybe it's because I'm used to seeing AG compared to others, but even comparing them to like a magic attic doll where it just looks like a little askew. And we've definitely talked about this on the podcast, but like, I think, you know, seeing American girl for so many years and it being engraved in our minds, like seeing other dolls in comparison are, it's just bizarre. But I wonder Laura, if we like chat with our moms they probably thought those dolls were so cute back then maybe right totally they totally did I um, wonder if they think AG is like equally as adorable as we think it is I know I know maybe we're <laughs> maybe we're biased but yeah the AG bias <laughs> yeah <laughs> so funny Ash we talked about this at the top of this episode but you now have a doll. Who is she? How did you get her? Finally, after whatever many years, probably like 12 years of wanting a Samantha doll, obviously growing up and kind of forgetting about it. When I met my now husband, um, I don't remember how the conversation came up, but must have shared something about childhood or interest that we had probably drunkenly like one night had like told him that I'd always wanted um, a Samantha American girl doll, which now looking back at like being 23 and telling my 27 year old boyfriend that I wanted American girl doll is probably weird, but um, not weird considering that I'm very excited to be here talking to you guys about this. So I'm happy I'm with um, company that can relate. And so he went on eBay and for like our first Christmas together, found a Samantha doll in the box with her book and everything intact. So it must've been someone received it. And I don't know if they were scared by it or bought an extra (laughs) one, but resold it. But when I received it, I was like, what am I supposed to do with this doll? So um, she's lived in closets and kind of waiting, I guess, until my now daughters are old enough to play with her. So I think when I got, I was so excited, but 
also being like young twenties, didn't know, like, do I display her? Do I have her, you know, (laughs) out, like, wasn't going to like play with her at that point, but was super, super thoughtful gift. So yeah, um, very happy to have her. I literally like want to cry hearing that story. (laughs) Like, that right? is a good man right there. Like, oh my God. That is, like the peak of thoughtfulness because like there's, there's a lot of stuff about American Girl that I feel like guys just like don't get. And not only did he like demonstrate that he's like an excellent listener, but he also like demonstrated that he got how important it was like to you, but also like in the culture, which yeah, I mean, like, I bring, think- bring her out. Oh my god! But like her curls are like perfect still too. Wow. Like, oh my god! I have never seen such fresh curls on a Samantha. She, yeah. she looks flawless. she looks amazing. She looks so, so good. Like the box, yeah. It's like I like the kids have a closet, and like I have found some of like the old Barbies that I was into, and I've like rebought them boxed. So I have those up with her. So she has doll friends that live in the closet (laughs) shelf with her as well, but they're all in their boxes and not too many. Like it's like three or four Barbies, but, but yeah, like still has like her tag. Whoa. um, She has a tag on her. I didn't even know American girls had tags. Yeah. Oh, this is a care instructions for doll. Doll is straight hair, but she has a little, not super curled, but she just has a little wave to her. There's a little care instruction for keeping her Whoa. hair in good condition is the care instruction booklet specific for samantha like i wonder if they like had some um this dolls. one just says care for your doll with straight hair so there must be i guess a separate mm. one for a girl with doll with curly hair yeah mm. or wow that yeah. also mentions how to clean your doll um if your doll has pierced ears what to do Mostly oh. care for hair instruction. Ashley, what year did you receive this doll again? 2009. Oh so my I was gosh. in the book to see, because the book that came, so you guys would know better. So this is the book that came with it. So mm. it looks probably like, what, a later reprint for? Yeah, it's not the original cover, yeah. but it's, I, but I this... think it's probably a later version of the book Samantha right in the book yeah Yeah. yes this is probably like this was probably one of Samantha in her like form that the three of us would be most familiar with like that bow and dress combo she doesn't have her updated pink dress like she's wearing the plaid right this is probably like one of the last iterations that they made of this Samantha because now they've changed like they still have her, but they've changed everything about her. She looks very modern. Like more of like the classic look that like I remember going Yeah, back. the perfect version. Fully agreed. No. <laughs> yeah, I just want them to trust and understand that they could make money by bringing back the old dolls because people of our generation are now having kids and wanting to have them have the same experience that they had. So there's absolutely a demand. And I just feel like they're not getting that. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. They're not understanding. Like, I don't want Samantha to have like a pink dress that's like universally appealing. I want her to have a historically accurate drop waist Victorian era dress. (laughs) (laughs) they need to consult you guys in all of their decision making going forward oh my goodness speaking for the ag girl generation you could come into the consultation too because you now have two daughters who are 
at least Avery, who is five, is nearing the age of AG. Laura got her first stall at age five. Mm -hmm. Have you thought about how you're going to make the introduction to American Girl to them? Yes. So both of my daughters have been gifted bitty babies. So we could talk about that more, but for American Girl, so especially this year, now that Avery's starting to like remember holidays and it's not like every holiday is like new and exciting. She doesn't remember, you know, like childhood (laughs) memory, like she's starting to remember holidays and gifts and occasions and responsibilities. So she's really big into dolls and like acting out stuff. So she has some of the like Target or Walmart brand that kind of like knock off of American Girl brand items that she's been interested in. But the recent catalog that came out, she circled a bunch of things that she was interested in getting for the holiday. So kind of debating what would be brought from family and what Santa will be bringing. So um, kind of, kind of looking into that, but also would like love to take her to like a full experience of going to the store and almost thinking that might be a good introduction to kind of showing her like what the dolls really are rather than just the catalog. I don't know if her friends, they're everyone's too young still, or if other moms, and I'll have to ask on the next play date if other moms had AG dolls growing up or kind of like where they see their daughters or sons playing with them going forward. So I'll have to bring that up next conversation. But I mean, I definitely like appreciate the quality of the items and everything's just so cute. Like I like you see it and you're like, Oh, like brings back good memories to like, Oh, I want to play with that. Or right. like, I want to hold it and see it in real life. And a lot of like the matching outfits are still like adorable. And I mean, we all talk about like, maybe like where some were gifted or like we wanted some, but like pricing was still like ridiculous for probably how many I circled or wanted to have growing up. So, or probably <laughs> the reality of like how many I'm actually going to dress with, but the little like holiday, like pajamas and some of the other like little dress up things are so cute. So yeah. I'm definitely considering like her age and kind of like where she's at and her interest in them. Cause I don't want to buy them and then have them be like just one of a gift. Like I want these to be like a special gift. Absolutely. I feel like Speaking just personally, putting myself in back in my five-year-old shoes, if my first introduction to American Girl or like my first like more in-depth introduction to American Girl had been going to the store, I think my I would have exploded with excitement. Like <laughs> the store, even as like an adult, is like so magical. Seeing even just like all the dolls like under their displays, like in the boxes, like pristine and like ready to like go home with like each little girl that's gonna pick them is like, oh, it's incredible. So I, I mean, I hope that like she gets to have that experience because it seems like it would be super magical. Yeah, I definitely want to go. And like, she's starting to get to the age where like, she's easy to like bring places and it's like more of like hanging out, like rather than having to like over parent and watch her. So um, right. I think she's definitely getting to the age where like, she could like hack it and go to the city and take the train and be able to <laughs> oh handle you know it's a big exciting event name a weekend I am so there I have been waiting for this moment forever <laughs> me too <laughs> I know I'm bummed that the store is not the same store that I remember like no. I never went to the store but like I went by the store because I think by the time I was venturing to the city with like family or even by myself I was like too old you know at that point yeah. so that's fair. Does Avery like, know about your Samantha 
Um, she she does but like she I don't think it's like she doesn't think it's her so like she knows there's like a few things like oh those were like mom's things that she hasn't like asked for which is good I mean she's plenty of things to keep her occupied she hasn't said like oh can I play with that so that's kind of like also like weighing on me to be like oh is she ready for one of these dolls so right that's fair and Cameron's still like little little but she's getting really into like stuffed animals now and like she carries like baby dolls at school. So I think I'm going to have another doll lover on my hands, which is <laughs> exciting. Oh, that is amazing. With American Girl as it is today, it's a lot different than how it was when we were growing up. Less of a focus on the historic characters, more so on the truly me and these modern scenarios and outfits, which in their own right are absolutely amazing and stunning. But I think it's moving away from the historical point of view. Are you planning to introduce the historic dolls to your girls or like more focus on the truly me side of it? Well, so I think for like my nostalgia side and this like when I think of American Girl dolls, I think of the historical collection. Um, I mean, still like love that they have like way more representation and like things evolve and change like now is the catalog. And I think it's really important that they have dolls that like look like everybody and not just like these few dolls that like look like some people but not like most so yeah but for nostalgia's sake I definitely think like I'd be interested in reading the books I wasn't a big reader on the historical books or the books that had come out as a kid but like I remember seeing them and probably borrowed them from the library but definitely like as like the girls are starting to learn to read and like starting chapter books and all that and definitely interested in reading them with them so so it'll be good for me to refresh my memory on characters and the story lines but also like wholesome books that I know aren't going to have some odd storyline that <laughs> someone just wrote a book to uh, make money on children's books, you know, like yeah. ones that have like stood up for like decades now, totally. which is important. It'll be interesting to see, you know, like what they choose to gravitate toward because I was noticing when I was at the American Girl store in Chicago that, you know, there was a lot of new stuff to behold like and as Lindsay said the truly me section is really what they've invested like I would say like 70% of store real estate in but like at the same time they just recently re-released Molly and I was walking by the Molly display and there was a girl who had just like picked out a Molly doll and was like carrying it with her mom so I think it's interesting to see you know different kids gravitate toward different stuff and it looks like there are some kids that are still gravitating towards the historical dolls which I think is really cool so it'll it'll be interesting to see you know what they choose to engage with when they're old enough to to get into it yeah and definitely being like as an adult now like I know as a child they could gravitate towards Samantha like yeah I have the catalog open now so like looking at Molly like she's the cutest like the cutest outfit like I like that's so adorable. So I definitely think that there's different perspective now to like looking back on like what you liked or like, why did you like a certain character? I think for me, like Samantha was that like brass bed set up and uh, <laughs> the white and pink minute, you know, like just the yeah. little bows, like the very like feminine romantic bedding, which I probably like would love to have now. If my husband totally. probably would, but um, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah definitely like the very feminine girly like that was definitely my like young aesthetic for like yeah. dresses and ruffles and all of that so probably less on like the athletic side of things so probably what's the more extravagant dresses and whatnot but but yeah now looking at here like the dresses are so adorable so that's great that there's like a new focus as the dolls come out and there's so many options now like I think it could be a little overwhelming especially young girl, like where I think now we a lot of contents delivered like through like YouTube videos, especially where like my daughter's watching, she'll see dolls that may have come out a few years ago. And then she'll see them like acting out or demoed in a video. And she'll be like, oh, I like really want this toy. And I'll find out it's like discontinued like three years ago. And it's like, okay, eBay or like Goodwill or, you know, <laughs> savers, like yeah. someone like thrift this or um, you know, looking to like resell it. So I think like overall, like looking as like options, if she saw more content, I think in terms of like a doll to help her narrow down like decision-making, like she definitely like was into that glamping trailer, but little setup, which is so cute. What are some of the things that Avery circled in the latest issue, which is the holiday issue of the catalog, the Um, book as they call it? Yeah. So she was really into the holiday doll of the year. Oh, the one that's on the cover. Oh, Sapphire or something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sapphire Splendor. She Sapphire was... Splendor. <laughs> that is quite the name. She was obsessed Seriously. with that. <laughs> I mean, this whole outfit is so elaborate. Like Sapphire Splendor has teal and purple hair and her outfit is kind of a jewel tone peacock it, it really has everything there like I would there's have gloves for like, this oh my god the gloves the purse yeah, yeah. she the is the eyelash like eyeshadow like very glittery yeah um, oh, she has a crown and the crystals are Swarovski like they spared no expense wow that's yeah. incredible the doll will set you back oh my 265 dollars <laughs> my I just read that and I was like what <laughs> They have this, and it's kind of funny because it's in like the tiniest like font all the way on the bottom right in white ink. Like it is so small that it costs two hundred and sixty-five dollars. It, like, it includes really- more than a hundred Swarovski crystals. So I don't know what the value <laughs> on a crystal is, but um, wow. she is bedazzled. I am blown but- away by this beautiful yeah so she was into this she circled the gone glamping it's like a little trailer that dog could sleep over in there's a little kitchen a light um little setup for cooler grill the accessories that ag puts out are like so amazing like the little details and how they coordinate things i think she's very heavily into like setups and curating little moments so this was really exciting she also really liked the coffee shop they have like a whole coffee shop oh that is adorable so she was less into like selecting a doll over like accessories in this particular catalog interesting I mean these accessories are phenomenal like the scenarios that they're giving you here like I, I'm blown away by this. Let's see how much the coffee shop will set you back though. I'm very curious. I mean, the pricing yeah. isn't like readily available on this one either. Um, $280. Oh my God. Oh, for my God. They, the coffee they put, shop. They put the price so like minuscule. So small. 
so small like, but it's wow. really cute like look the little cats are like trying to like get milk uh, from the coffee shop like super cute oh my god whoever it's comes so up with these like photos cute. like so cute that is right? adorable honestly this is really like evolved since like our childhood yeah definitely it's really cool looking at the catalog again I get excited <laughs> to like review everything and so yeah, so the girls have been lucky enough to be gifted bitty babies. So Avery, I think they both got them for their first birthdays. So I thought they were a little young for them just because I'm like, ooh, a bitty baby. That's like an extra special doll. So I waited. I think Avery was like 18 months. And so she called her bitty baby Bay. So that was her baby's name. Um, and she like carried that around for quite some time. Um, so like Bay's still around, but kind of like just, just resting with the other baby doll stuff as she got more into like Barbies and like LOL dolls and like the tiny, tiny piece dolls rather than like yeah. the larger items or baby dolls. And then Cameron got gifted one and she will carry it around every so often, but just like, she just turned two. So she's just getting into wanting to like take care of babies. And we were at the dentist office a couple of weeks ago and there was like a baby doll and she like found a top to make it into like a pacifier for the baby. So uh, um I was just thinking of like Christmas gifts for her, thinking more like baby doll accessories. So oh definitely want to check out like Cute. some bitty baby. And then we yes. were gifted some hand me down um bitty baby. So like AG quality, like you know, could last like multiple kids because it seems to like everything was being taken care of. So a coworker of mine who has daughters that are like college age now um gifted me I think like the original like bitty baby double stroller but it's like large enough to like fit a small child in so it's like side by side um like jogging stroller but when she gave it to me she was like this has never been outside before so she was like very excited to tell me like how like what a prized possession that was like in their home I mean clearly had a cost you know, significant money for, yeah. you know, however long ago that was. But um, so I, it's still not been outside. So the tires are white. It must be like first generation bitty baby gear for like strollers or something. Maybe it right. came with the twins. I'll have to look into that, but definitely Ugh. that stuff. And then we have like a little changing table that was a gift from my niece when she kind of outgrew baby dolls. She gave us a bunch of uh, baby doll stuff for Avery and we gave her a gift certificate to get her nails done. So that was our trade off. Oh, that's so sweet. Where she kind of like evolved. Yeah. Where she kind of outgrew that and Avery was just getting into it. So Cameron hasn't like found those toys yet. They're kind of like tucked away downstairs still. But I was thinking like, oh, she's starting to get into babies. There's like a little changing table for um, Biddy Baby and like little like drawer for keeping uh accessories like a little closet set up like a changing table uh dressings the situation for bitty baby that is so cute this is such an exciting time for them yeah yeah and it's fun to like relive the like dolls and like the cute kid stuff like sometimes I'm like oh I'm like a parent like I don't feel like a parent you know and it's like (laughs) fun to get to like play or like look at the little like toy accessories even though I feel like they're just taking over the house at some point, but um, <laughs> at least they're cute to look at, you know, it's not just yeah. like clutter, like the way they like aesthetically design them. It's like, there's definitely like some toys or whatnot that are pretty clunky looking, but these are really cute. Yeah. yeah. No, they sound, that sounds like so much cute stuff. And I, I love when people are able to like pass down 
their American Girl hand-me-downs to others because, like, it keeps some of those, like, heritage pieces in the mix. Right? Yeah, totally. Truly. Well, Laura, that's what you did with your collection. Well, kind of. I I passed mine on <laughs> to people that maybe didn't appreciate it as much as I did, but... Oh, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I hope that they did. I still... I found when I was living at home a couple months ago in my parents' attic, both Biddy twins. So I'm hopeful that I'll find more items, but I would be very surprised if I kept the Biddy twins and not at least one doll. And I had five dolls for context. So like, I must have kept one. Like Samantha was my my very first doll. So I could see maybe keeping her, but she probably was also one of the more worst for the wear ones. Well loved. Yeah. Um, And then like Josefina, definitely worse for the wear, but you know, maybe I kept one of the later ones that I got. I don't know. I'm, I'm still hoping my mom or I will come across at least part of the collection when we're looking because I just can't see myself only keeping the bitty twins but we'll see yeah oh and I do have an update from earlier so Bridget's doll is at Catherine my other sister's apartment now really yeah she end up there don't know but that's where she lives (laughs) yeah so I don't know where Catherine has it saved now but that was the update that it was at Catherine's heart which is not where I was expecting it to be whatsoever Ash, this has been so interesting to hear your perspectives, past, present, and future, but would love to kind of go take kind of a reflective moment here now. What lasting impression has American Girl left on you? I think overall, like the nostalgia's sake, like I just remember like really good memories of getting the catalogs, even though like I didn't have the doll, it was always like really exciting mail day when like the catalog came to the home and like obviously now having them and having kids, it's nice that like I can make decisions, you know, to see like how I can gift them to my daughters and kind of have them appreciate and hopefully creating future happy memories for my family as well. Keeping that magic alive. And yeah, definitely. A big shout out and credit to Greg for, you know, being the boyfriend at the time of the year of the century getting you a Samantha like what a man oh my god he doesn't like remember I was like what like what did I ask her like mention like doesn't remember but like I remember when I got it it was like where did you get this from and he was like eBay (laughs) oh Oh my god still can't believe it that's my that's the lasting impression this episode has had on me The honorable mention, Greg, for getting the Samantha gift. So, oh my God. Truly. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) All right. Well, shall we get into our last segment? This is like going to be especially great for me and Lindsay because we have a shared interest when it comes to Bravo Liberties. And Basically, in your survey, we asked for you to name some celebrities that you like, and you named basically all Bravo celebrities. So I'm going to yes. pick one. Hopefully, you are familiar with this one, but I think you will be. And you're going to tell me what American Girl doll you think they would have and why. Okay. All right. So the Bravo celebrity I'm choosing is Bethany Frankel. 
Ooh, this is a good one. <laughs> Boss bitch Bethany, right? So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I probably like aesthetically, I'm thinking like a Samantha, but like, I don't know if that necessarily fits her like feisty personality. I think like instantly with Samantha, but I feel like there it could go other ways. I feel like exteriorly she is a Samantha. I feel like interiorly she's a Felicity. Ooh, interesting take. Like a little spunky, definitely like hold strong beliefs. But I also think like as a Samantha, like being very attuned to justice and helping others, Bethany is actually really great about her charity work. And I think that that aligns kind of with, you know, Samantha's desire to use like her you know, more fortunate status to help others. So I think like totally. a, a hybrid between those two. Yeah. Love that. That is a really good assessment. And <laughs> I I have nothing to add. That was <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, Bethany, if you're listening, we would love to have you on. Um, <laughs> totally. All right. Well, I guess that concludes our questions. Yeah, Ash, this has been so fun. I've known you for so long, but I feel like I've learned so much about (laughs) you today. So thank you for sharing all of your stories and insights. This is just a cool conversation to kind of go even deeper into our friendship and learn a bit more about you. And I'm sure our guests love hearing this as well. If people want to find you after this and further connect with you, maybe they have, you know, daughters that they want to get into AG or have some stories to share that were relatable. Where can they find you? Sure. Um, you can find me on Instagram um, and it's at ashbash14. So it's two H's and two H's. Well, thank you so much, Ash. Thank you. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.